It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. It is time for Faith and Life to Connect on Rise FM and on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. Hi, I'm Scott. This is Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries, and this is the session where we're going to be breaking down today teenagers and money. Right. (laughs) In one episode. Yes, that's the goal. One episode for teenagers and money, and we will dive into that after we dive into God's Word, Tom, where are we going? Well, and Scott, out of Proverbs 22, 6, start your children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. So they're very impressionable, they're teachable at, at a young age, and we want to make sure that we are teaching them what we should be teaching them at um, appropriate uh, times and levels of their growth. Right. And as just like today, we're focusing on teenagers and money. We have focused on elementary kids and junior high kids and money. Right. And you can go back into the archive on the podcast network at risefmohio.com and catch up on those episodes if you'd like to. But today we're going to focus specifically on teenagers. And now the school has been in session for a couple of weeks. They're probably coming to you with things like, homecoming's coming, I need money for the dance, I need money for a dress, I need a Maserati. <laughs> you know, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to dive into this. And the first thing uh, that comes here from Dave Ramsey is where we got this information, so you can even do some work uh, research on Dave Ramsey and find out more. But he starts when t- talking to teenagers about money to teach them contentment. That's true, Scott. I got some wisdom about the Maserati. Yeah. We can buy them one. If you go to Walmart in the toy section, they're about eight inches long. <laughs> they cost I me. had a girlfriend do that to me once. I told her I wanted a new car for my birthday, and she bought me a Hot Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Smart Alec. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. That's right. Yeah. So your team probably spends a good chunk of time staring at a screen, scrolling through social media. And every second they're online, they're seeing the highlight reel of their their friends, family, and even total strangers. It's the quickest way to bring on the comparison trap. And there it is again. We've talked about peer pressure, and I like the term peer priority because their peers are a priority to them. And they are going to drive their decisions. Yeah. So you might hear things, Scott, like this. Dad, Mark's parents bought him a brand new car. How come I have to drive this 1993 Subaru? Actually, it was 69 Pontiac Catalina. Yeah, <laughs> mine was the 64 that I had, only because my uncle was, was going to sell it to me at a great buy that he got from his dad, my grandpa. Nice. It was white, and I think it was about as white as the road was. <laughs> 
Mine was held together by duct tape and prayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's you know we laugh, but Tom, that comes that's coming up right now, especially with guys. Right, you know they want to be able to go out and and drive around with their friends and go to Wendy's or whatever. Right, and the girls want to go hang out and go to Dairy Queen or whatever they want to do. Right, what what kind of advice do we give when they start talking about especially about cars well and for one what do you get out of it how do you benefit talking parents talking to their teens if we get you a, a car what what's that what's that do for you if it's a new one and not a 1993 Subaru that you know the left front corner it looks like it's been hit several times now what is it that you benefit how do you benefit from that well oftentimes what they want is acceptance and they want approval. Well, we want them to have that and within a healthy balance, we want them to have that. But ultimately, doesn't it boil down to, and I think there's a theme through today's show that we're likely gonna see, is that we wanna teach our children their acceptance, their approval comes from Jesus. Not from their stuff. Exactly. When we have accepted Jesus, according to Proverbs 3, when we have faith and loyalty, our God sees us with high esteem. And then there's this guy named Paul. Yeah. Who told us to be contented in everything, and he was where at the time? Yeah, prison. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that would be a passage to maybe share with your kids. I would have found it to be hard to be content when he was out in the middle of the ocean with, when he'd been in shipwreck. Yeah. Overnight. Yes. I would have been thinking I'm going to be an appetizer for some whale or something here. <laughs> yeah. Where is this? Yeah, I may, I may find the one that Jonah found. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about dealing with money and your teenagers today on the session. And the second thing Dave Ramsey suggests with teenagers is give them the responsibility of a bank account. I think this is really important. By the time your kids are a teenager, you should be able to set them up with a simple bank account. And like we said, if you had started early on with them and, and did some of the things we talked about in previous shows about elementary children and all, that really shouldn't be a surprise or shock to the teen or agenda issue where he has his agenda or she ha your teen has their agenda and our agenda is that you should save. It really ought to be by then uh, a good conversation. So this, it takes money management to the next level and will hopefully prepare them for managing a much heftier account when they are they get older. And, you know, even some of the young marrieds that I deal with, I get to do their premarital counseling with, I really want to say to them, if you guys could understand even the principle that some folks talk about, you try to live on 80%, you tithe 10%, and you save 10%. And you get into that mindset. That's really good. Well, the young marrieds, it's even better. if you, When you're making the financial decisions that are going to start your marriage, what if you decided to try to, the best you could to live on one income? Now, I know it's difficult. And you may not have a, a super house. And you might have the 1993 Subaru. <laughs> For a few more years. But, yeah. But the idea there, too, is by the time you have children and the children are reaching teens, Mom might be able to just retire and, you know, be have all, all kinds of time or even even younger than that and, and be a mom. And, and if you've been able to keep that 93 Subaru going by the time they're teenagers, you could give that to them. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And we'll They'd just replace the heat duct tape and they'll be fine. <laughs> 
new bumper stickers to hold the, the back uh, bumper up. Yeah, you'll be yeah. in good shape. That'll work. So the next thing Dave Ramsey suggests is get them saving for college. Scott, I think this is important. There's no time like the present to have your teens start saving for college. Do they plan on working a summer job? Take a portion of that or more and toss it in a college savings account. Your team will feel like they have skin in the game as they contribute toward their education. And the reason why that skin is so important is if some of their skin is in this game and they they are at school, they might decide to study. If they understand the value of money there, it's some of their money, likelihood is, they're going to be able to own it. Own it and work on it. Yeah, have responsibility for it. Yeah, I think They're more likely huge. to look at that bank account and go, no, I don't want to spend that. Right. Well, you know, there's so much discussion today about the price of college. And, and I, I think it's, you know, way over the top myself. But again, if we use the five-year program or the 10-year program uh, theory, let's call it the 10-year theory, 10 years after college, yeah, you might have a uh, school bill to pay off, but you might have a higher quality job than you would have ever thought. And, and you might be thinking, yeah, I really wanted to do this, but that meant a college education and I didn't want to go in debt. Mm-hmm. Well, that debt, you know what? Maybe it drives some of your decision-making fresh out of college. Maybe you don't buy an expensive house or expensive car, and maybe you focus on paying off that debt. And 10 years down the road, when you're in a much better livelihood, life's going to be good. Be a lot better off. Right. So as we continue talking about teaching our teenagers how to manage money, we want to teach them to steer clear of student loans. Now, we just talked about this with college, and it it almost feels like it's virtually impossible with the cost of college today. But if you start saving early, if you look for grants, of which there are a, a plenty, and scholarships, which means if you've got skin in the game with the bank account, your grades come up, you're eligible for scholarships. Yeah. So I think when we talk about student loans, before your teen ever applies to college, you need to sit down and have this conversation. The how are we going to pay for college talk? Oh, yeah, that could be. That's that's almost as hard as the other talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Let your teen know that the student loans aren't an option to fund their education. Talk through all the alternatives out there, like going to community college going to an in-state university, working part-time while in school, and applying for scholarships. Because the reason why that is so critically important, if we go back to what Dr. Dobson identified as the most critical decade in a young person's life, between the ages of 16 and 26, Dr. Dobson said the decisions that are made in that decade set the tone or dictate what happens for the first half of adult life. So that's a really important one. We've talked about it before in previous shows. What school do you go to may dictate where you're going to be living. Right. And you know what? Maybe you want to go to this school because your grandma is there and you can live with them. And, and you know what? That would save a lot of money, but it's also going to shape your life. You know, there there is, I know, a lot of a push for every kid should go to college, go to college, go to college. I went to a junior college. I went to community college my first two years. Saved a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And that's how God got me in radio, truth be told, was through junior co- community college radio station. And I would have never seen that right. if I had gone straight to university and jumped in. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I'm going to upset some people. Uh oh. So I'm going to apologize in advance, but not apologize. <laughs> don't be afraid to not go to college. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't get an education. Right. Go to community college and get a two year degree. Go to a tech school. You don't have to be a NASA scientist. Right. You can be a welder, and Lord knows we're going to need them. That's true. Yes, and that's right. One of our children went to NC State and got an associate's, and he's got a great job now as a respiratory therapist. It was a two-year degree. He did well, and he could go on. And and once you get, if you do decide, uh, like a teacher's, used to be a teacher's assistant, was a two-year program at NC State. Well, you do that and you like it, then you're only two years away from a bachelor's degree where you could end up having become a full-time teacher. In some venues, some employers, you come in with a base degree right? and they may actually pay for you to get the advanced degree while you continue to work for them. That's true. You know, so there, yeah. there are advantages to maybe just getting the partial or if, you know, if God has blessed you in a way and you're like, you know what, I'm solid. I know I want to do this. See if there's a trade school just for that Uh so that you don't have to take all the other stuff and you can go right into your field. And those those are the really the the welders, the electricians, the plumbers of the world that we can't exist without them. Right. You know, I ran into a student outside the building here the other day and I said, so what are you doing now that you graduated? He said, well, I'm going to trade school. I'm going to be a welder. I said, thank you Uh because we're going to need you. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and. You're thinking, well, they're not going to make as much money. Actually, those trades can make more money. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Than a lot of a lot of occupations, like I don't know, radio. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Verizon paid for a big portion of our oldest son's college, and so he he got his degree, worked a couple of years, and then he went off and found it. And he, he back, basically outgrew Verizon. The only promotion he could get then would have meant a major move. And they're in a really great situation that his family is just, they're, they're, it's such a good situation. He decided he'd rather change jobs than move. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that, that can be very well be a thing that happens. Now, this next one, we could spend a while here, Tom, but we don't right. have time to do it. But teach them the danger of credit cards. Yes. And Scott, as soon as your child turns 18, They'll get hounded by credit card offers. It's really important that we be aware that that could happen, especially once they're in college, because now they're out on their own and you know, they don't have mom or dad going, no, you don't want to do that. They have to make the decision on their own. If you haven't taught them why debt is a bad idea, they'll become yet another credit card victim. And I really believe this is where the enemy really also, he knows our weaknesses and He's going to do something there to create that issue. It's up to you to determine the right time you'll teach these principles. When you think about what's the percentage that you pay on a credit card, I, th- I thought I heard somebody tell me the other day it could be 18 or 20%. Yeah, interest rates 18, 20, 22% are not unusual. To us, we're, that sounds shocking and you know, motivating just to hear, do I want to pay almost 20% of what that bill is, it's going to grow by 20%, basically, I think is one way to look at it. But do children understand the what 20% really means? They might go, yeah, 20, well, that's not 40% or 50 or whatever. And as somebody that was young and stupid and is still paying for being young and stupid, 
Mm-hmm. Don't be young and stupid. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's about all I need to say. All right, next one. Yes. Would you believe it's the last one? We're hey. going to make it. That's right. How about that? <laughs> we can celebrate. Oh, boy. Oh, got it in there. There we go. Now. Put them on a budget. Put them on a budget. Now, how do you do that with a teenager? That's right. I think I can spell the word. That's about <laughs> So since you, your teen is glued to their mobile device anyway, let's get them on a simple budgeting app, which our children are really into apps. Right. So that's a really good thing. Every dollar is an example of an app that, that could be helpful for them. Might be one your bank has. Yeah. There we go. And that way you can kind of monitor it maybe a little bit better. Yeah. So now is the time to get your teen in the habit of budgeting their income, no matter how small it is. They should learn the importance of making a plan. You know, when children are about to go off to college, now all of a sudden, let's say they, they, they go to some place on the East Coast. They're off there by themselves. They're hours and hours away from you being able to go and help them. So when do you want them to learn is the big question. When they're on the East Coast by themselves, fending from themselves, or while they're under your roof? That's a really big you, piece. you can still yeah well you can still reach out to that you know I lived on the uh, the collect call mm-hmm. you know that's how we lived back in the day before cell phones you would call home call collect so you didn't have a phone bill right and then the phone it always went like this hi mom how you doing how much do you want <laughs> <laughs> well I yeah. need a hundred bucks for this right. And then my dad would get on the phone. You sure you really need that, boy? <laughs> yeah. Um, how about 50? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's how, you know, that we survived on that. You know? Right. There's yeah. something else we haven't talked about a whole lot, Tom. You mentioned it in passing a little bit ago, and I kind of feel people screaming at the radio right now, tell them about tithing, tell them about tithing. Yeah. And there is something to be said for while you're helping them set up that budget or how to spend their money to talk about, okay, well, we tithe and here's why we tithe. And to make sure you tell them the why. Don't just tell them to tithe. Tell them why. Well, and it's a form of worship. It's uh, teaching them the whole idea of worship. We were just listening this morning to uh, Rick Warren. Warren, thanks. (laughs) And he was talking about that very thing, that the tithing and praising the Lord is all a form and there's so many different forms of worship. So let's teach our children that tithing is important, but also it teaches a really important biblical principle outside. I would say number one is it's, it's worship. We're called to do it, but this biblical principle, you reap from what you've sown. So it helps you learn that you sow and you reap and God absolutely wants us to, and it brings us closer to him. But you know what? I think you're going to feel better, and life is going to be better because you have. I've actually heard it said that you can do more with 90% God's way than 100% your way. Absolutely. So we've covered now over the last three weeks managing money right? with children, preteens, and teens. And, you know, maybe as young parents, you're going, oi, didn't even catch on to this stuff. Nobody went over all this with me. I'm going to need some help. Okay, maybe sitting down with a Christian counselor like Tom to help with anything from pre premarital to talk about the how finances work in marriage to maybe just getting a focus with your kids and with your family would be good. So how can they start a conversation with Tom? Well, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. And we'll join you again next week for the session here on Rise FM. <laughs>